Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everyone, this is Baka Bites, a show where we talk all things anime and manga. From news to previews and all our idiotic views, I am Frankfurter, and with me is my co-host, Miracle Alleyway Magic or Magician Magically Average. Today we are going to talk about our favorite shows of 2022 and giving out awards to them. But before that, Magically Average, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. Why am I doing dirty tricks in an alleyway? You're a Miracle ma- Alleyway Magician. You're like the <laughs> you're like Billy Crystal and the Princess Bride, but in the alleyway. <laughs> oh, I mean, I like Billy Crystal and the Princess Bride, but yeah, the alleyway is just not, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's a little necessary, you little troll. Anywho. But um, yeah, we've got a lot to discuss because 2022 is a stacked, stacked year, mm-hmm. let alone like just winter alone being stacked. I, I like the entirety of the year was pretty fucking, we were eating well. People who like the, the anime or people who like anime and like, you know, just yeah, we were just eating. I can't think straight. I, this wasn't written. This <laughs> it's a lot to handle. To, this is me just trying to off the cusp, just make something sound great. But um, yeah, we've got two stories. Basically, our first story is going to be our top three shows from each season, and then we are going to do uh, an awards show of sorts for uh, segment number two. So strap in, strap on. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, look at my eyes. Ooh, <laughs> you got excited, didn't you? Um, you said strap on, so. Uh, I did. Uh, let's speaking of winter and how freaking well. I guess it was fall that was uh, the stacked season, not winter. We're in winter now, but um, let's start with winter. It was you know months ago. So it started a year ago, essentially, literally. Um, so yep. for those who haven't really watched many shows because there weren't that many shows in winter, is probably one of the weakest seasons. What were was your number three show uh, for the season? Uh, my number three was Demon Slayer Entertainment District. I thought that it was the ideal, 
uh, direction that the show could have gone. They did it perfectly. The action was incredible. Um, too bad you foldable uh, CEO or president or whomever got caught with tax evasion or something. So bye-bye to those graphics, I guess. Uh, but no, that season was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, for my number three, I definitely, I honestly, yeah, it was Demon Slayer. Uh, I think that this was the strongest season of Demon Slayer. Granted, we've only really had 2.5. Uh, if we want to count, you know, Mugen Train, the movie, and Mugen Train, the arc, as it's yeah. almost like half a season, I kind of, I don't know. Um, this was definitely the best Demon Slayer has offered to us quite, like, yet. Um it wasn't like oh my god mind-blowingly amazing but it was like the the cg not well minus the blood cgi like the animation and the cgi combined like were really fucking good i have my you know thoughts on the how they cgi the blood and i didn't really like it other than that like the animation was great but like aside from that i think that this is a lot of growth with the characters uh, progressing the story at a very good pace and just kind of really hopping into the the boss uh really the entertainment district or i guess just the main villain of the entertainment district uh midway through the season and not really you know building it up for a whole season and then going into like a part two to be like okay here's the battle so I think mm. the they fixed a few pacing issues in this, and I think that I mean the animation was stellar, and the story itself uh, overall was was really solid. So for me, number three, Demon Slayer. Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna keep that formula moving forward too, because for the next arc, yeah, they have like an hour or hour and a half movie ahead the, of time. So the movie, I'm really actually upset about this whole situation with the movie. It's really dumb. It's really fucking dumb. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I really don't mind it. They're taking the last two episodes from the Entertainment District, making that part of the movie, and then the first episode from the new arc, and throwing that in as well. Yeah. So it's that's gonna, that's it's, the movie, and it it's going to have a like connecting. A it comes out a month before the season does. Yeah, it's it's sort of bridging the gap between Entertainment and Swordsmith Village or whatever it's called. Yeah. So well. No, it's the. I thought it was the first episode. Okay, we're not here to do, report the news. Um, but yeah, Demon Slayer. I think, it, yeah, yeah, I'm sassing you, so sassy. Um, Demon Slayer. It definitely stepped up. Uh, more than just animation wise, because season one was pretty, but th they did a lot more in this season. Um, yeah. But moving on to number two, for me, it was Sabakui Visco. You and I, during this season, during the winter months, uh, you and I talked this show to death. We absolutely loved this show. Yeah. Like, it was just off the wall crazy. And you didn't like it. It's like watching a TikTok or, you know, a reel or whatever of never let them know your next move. Like that's that's what this show is. It's just so freaking all over the place in the best possible way while progressing the story at a good pace and kind of fleshing out the characters. The characters are probably maybe the weakest point of just like developing them the, the the character development was okay it wasn't the greatest but i think fleshing out the world that they did and progressing the story at a good pace while also giving you crazy and giving you good fight scenes i, I think that's what the main appeal to me was and i think it did it so much better than you know a lot of shows did this season or like this year but um 
Yeah, this one kind of flew under the radar, I feel like, for people, or they just, nobody really talked about it too much, but I know you and I, we both loved this show. Yeah, I, it should kind of show just how, like, you can be creative, really imaginative, and still have a fairly decent story that's cohesive and well-paced, like you said, but have all those chaotic elements to it. Like, there is a fucking flying, grabby little worm thing that, like, protected these rust mushrooms or whatever. Like, there's, like, a whole bunch of... There was mechanized hippos at one point. They rode on a crab, like, for most of their time in the in the anime. Like, there's a lot of weird shit in this show, but it, in the grand scheme of things, just kind of all made sense, given the environment and the setting and everything. So, I, yeah, I thought it was great as an original. I thought it was superb as an anime and did not get enough credit uh, where credit was due. So, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a lot of fun. And I don't think he mentioned it, but that's his number two as well. Yeah, sorry. So. Our um our winners are exactly the same, in case you um, didn't For this season, for this season, they're, they're the exact same. Going yeah, forward, there's like a change here and there, but for the most part, we do have similar shows on our list, so... That's surprising. Um, but yeah, our, our winter list is the same exact number one show of winter was definitely my dress up darling. For sure. You and I, like we watched episode one and we both knew we were like, oh yeah, this, this is it. This is, this is the peak slice of life rom-com that we wanted this season that we didn't expect it to be this good. We get, went into it knowing, okay, this is an anime about cosplay. We didn't know if it was about making cosplay about cosplayers or what. And it was a little bit of everything to give you a taste of what that world is. They did an amazing job with the two main characters and their side characters and fleshing out their stories and developing them as well. Overall, phenomenal show. I, I know that you and I, we, we both gushed about this in the winter season as well. Yep. Yeah. All credit to the mangaka too, because she dove headfirst into the cosplay world, like brand new to it and enveloped herself into it day in day out um in all of the different volumes of my dress of darling and the afterward she talks about like different stores she went to people she talked to events she would go to like all sort of in line with wow she how she wanted to portray cosplaying in the manga and it definitely translated in the anime too um it's etchy too at times you know you have to have some sort of element to that i guess when it's cosplaying because for some reason the two and those two are always tied together. It doesn't have to be all the time, but in this case it was. But I think they did a perfect job of portraying the cosplaying industry while also making a very wholesome slice of life rom com, not whatever you want to call it. But yeah, superb. Yeah. Uh, quick note too, in case you're listening and thinking, hmm, winter 2022. That sounds seems like the season where another big show was. Yes, there was. It was Attack on Titan, and we're not talking about it for obvious reasons. So shut up, and we're moving on. And those obvious reasons are we did not enjoy it. That's, we'll talk that's about it simple, later. It's as simple as that. We will talk about it later. That's that's a surprise for the awards. But um, moving on, we are going to move into spring 2022. This was where everything like took another fucking step above. Because like, winter, like it had some really, really, really quality shows it had some big names. I mean, 
it, it had Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. Those are two of the biggest names in anime right now. But Spring is where it just it took a, another step up, and it mm-hmm. was absolutely amazing. I think you and I, we have very similar lists. Um, our number three is different. So um, why don't you go into your number three real quick? But, I mean, we can go honorable. Like, I'll bring up honorable mentions that we won't we will talk about after we go through our top three yeah 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 so my number three for the season and if you listen to the podcast it probably won't be a surprise but to many else who haven't listened to episodes that far in the past um first off welcome uh my number three is daimon recipe for happiness this one was we watched the trailer i think when we were previewing and i was like oh cool it's about japanese sweet shop guy comes back home after certain amount of years away trying to fulfill his career being a musician doesn't pan out sort of gets coaxed into coming back and going into the family business and and training to take a take it over only to find out that there's a young girl who their family adopts and now she's the one in line and so he's like him trying to get back into his family life and mending all of those relationships while also training her and and seeing her open up more with him and the rest of the family it it took me by surprise like i was floored by how fantastic this anime was it every episode had a meaningful story to it they focused heavily on the characters and made them integral pieces throughout the entire show not just one-off throwaway weird things like most other slice of life's do like every every single person that they introduced had a role to play and it was important to the story and how other characters developed. And then there was also important just for the overall aesthetic of the show, too, and how they, they've meshed with just the entire, I guess, storyline to begin with. Like, utterly fantastic. And then you forget, like, oh, shit, it's also a sweet shop. So you start learning about sweets, too. Like, you just like, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that the seasons, like, dif- there's different sweets for the seasons and what sweet is tied to what season. And, all this kind of stuff, and you're like, oh, and then oh yeah, sorry. And then next scene, I'm gonna go start crying because they're talking about something sad. Like it was it's such a roller coaster of emotions, but it was such a fun ride. Like this, yeah. this was definitely. Well, I have a special award for it later, so I won't go too much more. But it was definitely the number three in my opinion, just in terms of how well put together the entire show was. Um, and then again, how under the radar it was too. I don't think anyone talked about it whatsoever. Yeah, um, I mean, if you look at my anime list, only eighty-two thousand people rated it, and that's that's astoundingly low. Yeah. So it, it is a very good it is a very good show. I, I watched it with you every week. I was like, this is amazing. This is great. I I absolutely loved it. This would probably be my number four show if I had a number four slot, but it is not my number three. My number three is Yavoi Kong Man. Week in, week out, this show always put a goddamn smile on my face. It was so much fun to just watch this just silly show about a Chinese tactician being reincarnated into nowadays Japan, like present-day Japan, and use those tactics to help a small time girl singer like edm pop singer make it big and make her dreams come true week in week out this show just was a delight to watch it was funny music was good 
albeit they did use the same song way too fucking often. Um, but I mean, it was still so freaking good. The this was another show that I feel like a lot of people would have talked about it more. Like it, it got a good enough like rap from the people who watched it. A lot of people enjoyed it. However, I don't think as many people saw it for the fact that it was on High Dive and not on Crunchyroll. I feel like with the yeah. buzz that it got, if it were to have been on Crunchyroll, this definitely would have gotten a little bit more, you know, buzz around it and this, it would have, more conversations after each episode. It, there wasn't too much going on. Yeah. So to me, this is my number three, Yaboy Kang Ming. If you haven't seen it, by all means, please go watch it. It's on High Dive. It is an absolute delight from episode one to the season finale. And I cannot wait for to, to get some more because, God, is it good. Um, but yeah, from there, we're going to go number two show of the season, which you and I, we both have the same. Uh, Spy Family. Spy Family was a delight. It was every, like, from the first episode, it was everything I wanted and more. Uh, you and I both read the manga it, we knew what was going to happen. We knew where it would stop for the most part. And we were, it, it was just, it was such a delight. Part one for Spy Family, which by the way, in my opinion, is the better part. Spy Family part one was so good from the characters, the world to the scenarios that they're all put in and the way they expanded the, the actual source material itself. Like I think it was episode two or three where they do the castle episode and yeah. almost none of that is in the manga. Like there's maybe five pages worth, which isn't a lot. So the way they expanded upon the manga and made this TV show something special. I mean, there. if you're listening to this, there's no way you haven't heard of the show. If you don't watch a lot of anime, there's still a potential you have heard of the show. Between your being mommy of the year to uh, Lloyd being daddy of the year and Anya being the one you protect this year. Like you've, you've seen it somewhere. So this was like one of those cultural phenomenon shows that took everybody by storm and for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. This was, we talked about it a lot when it was out and we were hyping up leading up to it releasing as well. But I think this show even in its first core, because um, I think the second the second core is still good, uh, but definitely yeah. By by no means is it bad. I I just think that the first core is better. Yeah, it's the first core is stronger. I would I would agree with. But I I think regardless though of which one you look at or if you look at it as a whole, Spy Family has officially cemented itself as the anime where if you want to get your friends into it, you show them this show. Before, yep. I would always say, show them Cowboy Bebop, show them, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other shows similar to, like, Spy Family, but, like, if you if you have a friend that's, like, really intense and, like, likes action-y and blood and gore, show them Attack on Titan. First up, like, nothing compares to Attack on Titan's first episode out of any other show I've ever, any other anime I've ever seen. Like, that that first episode is is fantastic. But as a show in its entirety... Spy Family is quite possibly the easiest show for any watcher of any genre, whether you've watched a million hours of anime or not a second of it, to get them into this medium, we'll say. It's, it's 
from action to the comedy to the rom commy slice of life aspects of it to the characters to the world everything about it utterly fantastic so it's definitely one of those shows that well, I'll probably even go back and rewatch it over and over again, like I do with Cowboy Bebop, because it is just one of those shows where you—it's so fun to watch. It's, it's a delight. It's, it's very, yeah, it's enjoyable from start to finish. I, I don't think there was ever a point at which I was watching it and I was like, ah, I'll skip this episode, whatever. Yeah. Like I, 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 every single episode has a lot of elements to it that it's fun, actiony, comedy, whatever. You're gonna There's get it all. Bits and pieces of it, yeah, throughout every single episode. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything for anyone in this show. Yep. But, yeah, so that's our number two, Spy Family. Um, number one show of the season for spring 2022. You and I both unanimously agree it's Kaguya-sama, season three, Love yeah, is no, Ultra Romantic. As much as we both loved our Spy Family and our respective number threes, it was like a, like a country mile between yeah. Spy Family and Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama <clears throat> honestly was I, one of the best shows all year, let alone just yeah. this season. Like, it is a definite top-tier show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've laughed as much at a show in recent memory than I have watching this third season of Kaguya-sama. It, yeah. <laughs> they're... It, it's, it blows me away every time, too, because they do have a tendency to reuse a lot of like the old kind of jokes and, and, but they do a great job of making it feel fresh and different every time. And it, and yeah. it somehow they make it funnier and funnier each time as well. It's not like Baca and Tess where they just take the same joke and repeat it over and over and over again. Right. Like you're kicking a dead horse. They like put it in different scenarios. They do different things with the same joke and it, it's, it's an absolute fucking treasure of a show. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I could not stop laughing. Every fucking episode was so great. Um, let alone, like, there were funny bits, but, like, the actual, I mean, the, the whole, you know, show is called uh, Love is War, Ultra Romantic this season. Like, even the romance in this this season was so good and so well thought out. And even at times, fucking hilarious the whole bit between uh, i think uh not shinigami what's his name um the accounting the accountant ishigami yeah ishigami close. ishigami Sh his, i mean he could shinigami, be a soul reaper i he guess could, he could be a soul reaper um i was gonna say be, ishigami his whole love interest in that whole arc and that whole series of events is absolutely fucking hilarious i again i don't think i've laughed at a show We'll get more onto that later. I haven't laughed that hard at a show in such a long time that I don't remember what. It was probably Kaguya-sama season two that I was laughing that hard. But, I mean, I watched it both in dub and sub. Like, I loved this show that much. I watched both because both bring something so special to the table. Like, the, the subtitled version, you get the whole plot, you get some of the stories, and you get some more of the, I feel like, Japanese jokes. And then in the dubbed it's if you have not watched the dub for kaguya sama go look up some clips just start the whole show right now it yeah. is a fucking troll of a show it just takes everything that they do in the subtitle 
and just crank it to 11 in just ridiculousness. It is the, the narrator has a field day with it. The narrator is the best part of the show in yeah. in the the dub. It it's hilarious that he is the funniest part of the show. Um but yeah, by far Kaguya-sama season 3 number 1 show spring 2022. And with that, we are going to summer 2022. Uh, this is a little similar. We are both of our lists are a little similar, just different places in one different show. So, yeah. um, I'll have you start this one off. Okay. Um, I'm gonna roll through my my three right in a row, just Bing Bang Boom, because we got yeah yeah, yeah we, got, we got a lot to get. We through. do, we do. <clears throat> All right. So for summer, my number three, I have Don Machi season four, which uh, is is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Thought it was. A definite departure from the other three seasons in terms of like the action and gore and i thought that was great i like that because i thought they were sort of deviating more into like the oh we're building a harem sort of thing and they're like no fuck that shit we're going hardcore in the dungeon shit's getting intense people are dying left and right this is what you want to see and i was like heck yeah i do got to learn more about the deeper levels of the dungeon obviously we have the second core coming out next season i think right yeah it starts this thursday yeah this yeah oh shit okay wow look at that so we we have the next core starting in a couple of days uh can't wait to see where that goes but i thought this was a great continuation of season three granted i thought they would go a little bit more into what they had created in season three which they were brought up um if you're not familiar it's the xenos people which was a very i thought season three was incredible um this does expand a little bit more there, but focuses more on the dungeon itself, and I thought that was excellent, and I can't wait for the next core. My number two is Licorice Recoil. I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's basically like if John Wick turned into a bunch of high school girls and kicked ass left and right. Like, it's... Not much more you could really say about that. Yeah, no. This, like, it's, it is exactly like a John Wick film. You don't watch John Wick for the story. You don't watch John Wick for character development you really just watch john wick to see him like just shoot a bunch of people in the face and save dogs like that's all you you watch him do right this is what licorice recoil is like the characters there there's some development between the the main character and the the counterpart um i forget names so apologies chisato and um i will find the other one real quick once you continue talking uh so there's some development there and and some of the side characters, there's limited amount, um, which uh, again is fine. The story Takina. itself, Takina, thank you. The story itself, nothing fantastic by any means. It's just like it's a new era, and there's an organization that sponsors these basically Mensa kids, effectively. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what they are. It's it's yeah. Mensa. It's like very like students, young kids that this one person. This benefactor believes they're going to do great things in life. Well, one of the main, the main character, Chisato, is one of those children, but he basically just made her one because she, he's like, oh, this chick's going to be an assassin and do work for me. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, that's the one big twist. Like, whoa. Yeah. So nothing really there. It's just the action. And the action is constant, and it's incredible. Like, the, the, the sequences that they, they choreograph are fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of there's even like suspense too. you're like oh shit how is she gonna get out of this one like granted you always know that they're gonna probably prevail but you know there's still a little bit of tension there uh thought it was great and again it's it's a it's a brand new series it's an original series they're writing a 
short, like a light novel now. They've right? released I think it's light novel. They've, they've released a light novel for it. I don't know if they're writing. And any now more there's going to material for. I thought there was going to be a manga now too. That I could see. I'm. I can confirm once you go into your number one. Yeah. But, um. I know that there's a light novel out for sure. I don't know about a manga, and I don't think they have a season two announced. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. But I know there is sort. There's material coming out now for it. But no, I thought that was great. Definitely took me by surprise. Um, a a very much a turn your brain off, pour a big bowl of popcorn, grab your two liter of Mountain Dew, and just sit back and relax and watch some high school girls beat the shit out of people. Yes, a lot of there fun. is a manga that started in September. So hey, look correct. at me go. And then my number one, uh, it it there was really no contest. I don't think, in my opinion, uh, was Call of the Night. It, it's been described a bajillion times, and I will repeat it every single time because I can't think of any better way to describe it. It is if Lo-Fi was... like This show is the incarnation of Lo-Fi. It is a walking embodiment of what you would expect Lo-Fi to be if it actually materialized, and it's fantastic. Like The settings are incredible. The colors, the way they use the colors to portray the night and the environment itself is superb. The characters are a lot of fun. The story is really interesting. They're going to get more into it. This is, again, one of those ones that Frank and I are reading the source material on. And the story is just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And it's uh, volume like 10 just came out and volume 10 is probably the best volume they've released to date. Like it, but but in my opinion, it gets better and better each volume too. Like there's no slowing down. It's always moving forward. There's always something being built. It's fantastic, and they did a very excellent job in the anime, pulling all those elements from the manga, which is hard because again, it takes place at night, like ninety five percent of the time. The characters have really interesting personalities that have to come across, you know, from the paper onto the screen, and they nailed it. Uh, not to mention the sound design and the overall soundtrack as well. Perfectly on point. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go give it a watch. It's on High Dive, but it's just go get it's it. Great. Go watch it. Go watch it. Go. Run. Leave here. No. Yeah, run, do it. <laughs> um, to run through my three real quick, uh, Call of the Night is my number three. Uh, there's not much more I can say that Tyler hasn't said already. It, it it is a vibe of an anime. It's lo-fi in person, like incarnate. It is a great show. It is definitely a must-watch if you like um, slice of life genre. If you like vampires in general, it is a very good, well thought out, methodical show. It takes its time, doesn't want to rush anything, and it only gets better with time. It's great. Uh, my number two, not much more I can say else about this one, Licorice Recoil. I fucking loved it. It's John Wick, but girls. Um, I think the character, the one thing that you didn't really talk too, too much about that I want to talk about is that the character dynamics between just the main two girls and their developing relationship was awesome. It was amazing. It was well thought out. It was very good. But I also think that their relationship with the people that work at the cafe between uh, the hacker girl the barista guy the guy who actually is like the head per honcho mm -hmm. and the basically kind of mom or older sister character who they poke fun at a lot um i think that the all those character interactions and even the interactions between those side characters with each other was so well thought out and very just pleasant it was just a pleasant surprise it was i this could have been a fucking throwaway show 
but it was just so much more than that. It was a great surprise. I really enjoyed it. But my number one show of summer 2022, which you have not watched, and I do implore you, buddy, to watch it. It is amazing. It is haunting. It is terrifying. It is Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss Season 2 was an absolute masterclass of how you do a sequel. Um, for those of you who don't know, Made in Abyss had its first season. Phenomenal show. Uh, it revolves around kids going down into a pit that has multiple layers, but the further you go down, the more dangerous it becomes. Not just because of what inhabits those layers, but because also when you try to ascend the pit, the worse... Um, kind of penalties i guess for the lack of a better word that i can can't think of right now um the worst penalties there are to your body so level one going back to the surface is like headache nausea etc etc level two is you know even worse than that it's it's like you're bedridden for days level three you're literally bleeding out your eyes and ears and then yeah no yeah it's it's bad and then like level four and five it's like literal like you were turned into a pile of mush. Like you are now yeah, a mush person. Like it is very grotesque in the sense that they're putting children through this. Like, and it's not just like if you elevate all the way to the top, it's if you elevate anything at all, like these consequences start. So yeah, that first that first level you could you could cure it with some Pepto Bismol. I don't think Pepto Bismol can cure mushifying. Pepto Bismol cures heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach. Diarrhea. I said headaches and not. Oh, okay, nausea. But... I heard the nausea part. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Season two, like season one. Uh, between season one and two, there is a movie which is just amazing. It's it's fucking phenomenal. It's not a gimmick of like, in my opinion, I thought Demon Slayer's movie was a bit of a gimmick, but it, you know, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Move along. I think moving it along, Made in Abyss's movie was great. And then season two is how you do a sequel. It expands the world that you already know a decent chunk about from season one and the movie. And then introduces like a new cast of characters in this new layer and introduces the rules of the world that they live in in that layer. The world building in the show is by far the strongest bit. Uh, the character development is okay, but between... I mean, just if you like world development, like you, if you're a fan of like Lord of the Rings type world building, this is the show for you. It is brutal, but this is the show for you. And to top it all off, you have the absolute fucking greatest soundtrack by Kevin Pankin. Like, it is such a great show. That is why Made in Abyss season two is my number one. And we are moving into fall. Now, fall, all three shows we have are the same shows but they are all in a different order <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's just let's just go with my list for now and yeah, we yeah. can and we can you know if we need to discuss more we can for your list but my number three is chainsaw man the reason why it's number three i knew exactly what we were gonna get because i've read the story i knew it and i i was looking forward to it, it is one of those shows that i had hyped up in my mind so much that when i you know when the show came out and when we when i watched it all i was like yes this is exactly what i wanted this is exactly what i expected from the show it didn't do anything really out of the ordinary it didn't do anything out of the realm of like this already exists from the source material which i thought was like i know that people are like purists and everything are just like oh keep it the same keep it the same i sometimes like it when they do 
you know, different things or add more to the world or add more to, you know, a subtext or subplot. And we didn't get that with this, which is fine because the story itself is so good. But knowing that season two of Chainsaw Man is going to be so much better than season one, it's like, okay, I knew what we were going to get with Chainsaw Man. This is a solid benchmark of like, yes, this is great. Anything that can beat it, phenomenal. And there were two shows, in my opinion, that I thought that were better than Chainsaw Man from a factor of I really enjoyed these shows week to week. Um, in which I'm just going to go through my, my whole list. My number two, yeah. Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. For as much as people are actually watching Bleach, not a lot of people are really talking about Bleach. I have not seen a lot of conversation around this. You still have a half of the episode left to go for the show, but I know it's on your list at number three. Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War is amazing. It's not only just the visual upgrade, it is the story upgrade, it is the character upgrade, it is everything about the original show that you love taken to like level 11. Bleach is absolutely a masterclass in animation, writing, action, etc. Everything about Bleach is great. They took the fucking song number one, which was already a damn bop and so damn good, and somehow made it fucking better. I don't know how they did it, but they fucking did it. Bleach just blew... Like, I binged all of the canon episodes of Bleach this year, this past year in 2022. And, you know, I did I miss some things, like subtle things here and there? Sure, I did. But... For the most part, I got it. I was like, you know what? This show, it's good. I see why it's part of the big three. I understand it's a good show. Is it my favorite? No, by no means. But Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, holy shit, they cranked it up to 11. There's like, if you've watched Bleach, you owe it yourself to, to continue watching this show. If you haven't watched Bleach, I think it is worth watching the canon episodes, which literally cuts the episode like list in half. It's worth to watch the 160 some odd episodes just to watch this season because this season so far has been so good. And this continues in July, so you have six months to catch up. So go, go, go. Um, Bleach is number two. And then for me, number one, I can't believe I'm saying this really honestly, Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock, holy fucking shit. What a phenomenal show. Uh, like I I there are not enough words that I can I'm not going to talk about this that much because there really aren't the word like I can't find the words to say to describe the admiration I have for this show the between the characters all progressing in some shape or form whether it be they're growing as a person or you're seeing their true nature um like Kita's character, Kita uh, is the guitarist who ran away and then comes back. You see her like every single of. I know I'm kind of like my ADHD brain right now can't stay on one fucking track. All the characters are amazing. They're well, well, well written out. They are all different personalities that I can see parts of myself being this one, parts of myself being that one, and relating to each and every one of them with their different types of social personalities. Then you have the music. The music is absolutely fucking amazing. It is Bochi the Rock. She is the rock of their group. This is a rock show. The rock music in this show is 
sub like bar none so fucking great there's so much more i want to say about the show but we are really strapped for time but i will just end it with you owe it your you owe yourself to go watch this show this show is amazing so that is my top three shows of uh fall 2023 all right i'm gonna give my two cents on each of them because um i don't really have much more to say my number three is bleach uh, Bleach is my favorite of the big three. I watched it forever ago. I've seen all of the canon, non-canon filler episodes, everything in between. I just cannot describe it in any other way other than intense. Like this, this Thousand Year Blood War, this arc takes everything that Bleach was once was and cranks it up to a bajillion degrees. Like it's, it took me by surprise when I started the first episode. Not, not like just how much, I guess, blood and gore there is, but just how, like how they go about doing everything. Like they set a all the battle scenes. Yeah, it, it, it very early on they they're like, "This is we're not holding anything back. Like th- this is going to be hard to watch at times. This is going to be intense. You're you it's you know it's we're gonna get through it, but it's gonna be a lot. So just kind of buckle in and sit tight because it's not gonna slow down either." So I thought it was fantastic. Like Frank said, I'm having, I got a half an episode left. But boy, oh boy, can I not wait for the second quarter to come out in July? It's going to be great. My number two is Bochi the Rock. <clears throat> it's if Komi mixed with Kaguya, mixed with Kaon, mixed with really funky, weird animation. Like, it's got all these weird elements to it that you're like, this shouldn't really work. Like, it's... It, it might be fun, but it's not going to be good. Boy, oh boy, would you be wrong. Fantastic. Like, I've, I have not laughed. Kaguya Sama Season 3 made me laugh a shit ton. This made me laugh about the same. Consistently. Yeah. Uh, it, it, from just the way that they deliver their lines to how, like, crazy Bochi's animated at times. To to just even the all band the, name. Even the band name is yeah. a pun in itself. Yeah. Yeah, all the characters have such such like rich personalities. They feel alive. Absolutely wonderful. I people were shitting on it earlier and be like there's no way the slice of life can be anime of the season or anime of the year even. I I implore you if you're not a fan of slice of life stuff, if you're not a fan of comedy, first off, I feel really bad for you if you're only watching shonen. But regardless, <laughs> um it, just go give it a watch. It is it's just go give it a watch. I, I don't. I'm not going to say anymore. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's it's everything you need and more. Yeah. But speaking and of then, everything you need and more, my number one is Chainsaw Man because brrr, Chainsaw. All right, that's it. Oh, I forgot that you had that as number one. That's fine. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> I was going to say, in everything okay. you need and more, we have our anime awards. Yay! So what we're going to do is we're going to announce the category. We're going to count down three, two, one, and we're both going to say our answer, discuss briefly, and move on. Because That's we are nice. pressed for time. We are, already 40, for we are already 46 minutes into this podcast. We don't have to explain it. Let's just okay. we'll each say it. Fine. And if we do need to talk about it, we do need to talk about it. But yeah. uh, first, first category, best boy, uh, for me... Or do you want to do three, two, one, or do you just want to go one by one? No, just go one by one. All right, one by one. Best boy for me, it was Ko from Call of the Night. Ko from Call of the Night, he is just a relatable character in which he doesn't know what he wants in life, and then he finally finds it. And he's like, okay, now I need to figure out how to accomplish it. I, it, he's such a relatable guy. He's no like ill will towards anybody. I really think that Ko is a really well written out character. Ko is my best boy of the year. For me, it's Gojo from My Dress Up Darling. I loved watching him flower and like bloom into a beautiful flower, and it was at the help of Kitagawa just basically saying how he shouldn't feel bad about his hobbies and how he should it, basically just invest in them, don't care what people say. If you like it, enjoy it, do what you love, and that's exactly what he was like at the very end, and I thought it was wonderful. Yes. Um, next category, best girl. Um, I mean, we both have the same one. It's pretty fucking obvious. It's Anya from Spy Anya. Family. Anya, peanuts. Um, if you haven't seen Spy Family yet, you're missing out. Anya is a phenomenal character. Her expressions are great. Her personality is stupid and hilarious. Um, it's great. I do want to give an honorable mention to the little girl from Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Fucking adorable. Great character. Uh, if you haven't watched Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, go watch it. Um, but that's just an honorable, honorable mention. And I, I almost put the girl from Diamond as well in there. Oh, yeah. Well, she, I was would be, say, she would be an honorable mention as well. My honorable mention would be Akabi from Akabi's Sailor Uniform. I still need she to watch it. They just put it on Crunchyroll. I will be watching it soon. Hey, go watch yeah. it. Go watch it, boy. All right. Speaking of boy, I don't know. Anyways, best protagonist slash antihero. Um, I put antihero because of your pick. Uh, for me? I really love Chisato from Licorice Recoil. I think that she was one of the most fun protagonists we've had in a very long time. I think that her character is somebody that can carry a show and carry a scene very well and just do it effortlessly. For me, she was the best protagonist. She always thought of others. There's nothing more I can really say. There's a lot I could say, but for the lack of time, Chisato is definitely my protagonist of the year. Denji, because he just wants to touch boobs. Yeah, I fucking... Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, in one way or another, maybe. Um, Anywho... Oh, God, that was a bad voice crack. Anywho! <laughs> best villain slash antagonist. Um, for me, it was uh, Wazukian uh, from Maiden Abyss. He... He's not necessarily a villain in the traditional sense, but he is the antagonist in which he is the opposing factor that is moving the plot along. He is the one that is making decisions for this village that is putting them through physical hell that and like also somewhat safeguarding them from the abyss itself. 
but the way that his character is pr- like progresses throughout the season and th- the story you get from his background to what he's plotting in the now he is my antagonist of the year he is the best villain in my opinion i i absolutely loved his character mine is the mayor from sabi Bisco. i thought he was he was well written out i like the the fact that he's a little bit humorous he's also very intense at times cutthroat um was sort of shafted in terms of screen time but i thought he had an impact when he was on the screen and in the different scenes so i'm gonna give it to him honorable mention because he's not a traditional villain again like you were saying about yours um but he is sort of like an antagonist in the sense that everyone's kind of like fuck you to him is a ego from blue lock okay Uh, fantastic like i love 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 his character it yeah he's progressing the story in a negative point of view essentially yeah exactly he's the the one behind all their pain right so i would give him an honorable mention because every time he shows up i always find myself smirking at everything he says okay i love this these next two because we have them essentially flipped Uh, (laughs) best best opening for me i have call of the night i absolutely love fucking call of the night like call of the night's ending is great but their opening is such a fucking banger it is so good it is groovy it is just the oh it's so good go listen to it like i don't i can't do it justice i really can't chainsaw man i nothing else needs to be said yeah, Chainsaw, it, it, it's there's so many references in it. The the soundtrack is too good as well. Like it, it there's no, it's Chainsaw Man for best opening. Best ending, I actually had Chainsaw Man and th- it had 12 endings. It had 12 different ones. For me, the one that sticks out the most and I absolutely loved even though it is the most chaotic is the third ending. It is like the heavy metal gone is it, like Is it with power doing all of her different like things no, on the this screen? Is, this is the one where it's just like oh the, I know what you're talking about yeah yeah the singer is just like just screaming essentially and just then all of a sudden it, it breaks into like this calm where Makima is like portrayed as an angel like and Denji's just like kind of bowing down or at her knee like at on his knees for her mm-hmm. and then it goes back into rock and it's like oh man this ending was so fucking good no nope. yeah it's call of the night for me the call of the night ending is the best. I think I love the opening too. It, they're by the same band too. Um, really quick creepy backstory. Nuts. Yeah, creepy nuts. Uh, is the is the band, um, right? Yeah, the the yeah. band is called Creepy Nuts. Because I think the opening for season one of Spy Family is called Creepy Nuts. I think. <laughs> I can look into that, but I don't. Anyway, um, the 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 artist went to the band actually and asked if they could, uh making manga titled call of the night from one of their songs and they're like yeah so long as you put us in and use you know and put us in the anime and they were like sure and so they did and Spy i thought Family that was is called mix nuts oh mix nuts my bad but yeah no call of the night's ending is great the opening's good ending's better fair enough um best overall score this isn't just taking into account you know opening and endings this is everything in between for me i've already said it made an abyss it is so atmospheric. It is so fucking good. Kevin Pinkin is a goddamn madman. Go listen to it. It's on Spotify, both seasons one and two. I believe, se- actually, I believe season two is on there. I'm not quite sure. But if you listen to season one, you'll know exactly what I mean. It is very, you know, similar vibes to season two. So, Made in Abyss, 
by far best score of the year all of the night in my opinion if you take the dialogue away it just turns into a lo-fi album it's yeah. it's wonderful that's that's fair uh best action show we are split on this one mine is chainsaw man i absolutely love the action in it i it's everything i wanted from the manga and more it's chainsaw man chainsaw man is the best action show of the year i had to give it to bleach because i thought bleach had more action in general i thought i think there was more fight scenes and just overall action and fights i don't know i keep saying the same two words uh then chainsaw man it's about it's about like once you put like two and two together i think it's about the same per show i honestly don't think there was a lot of instances in chainsaw man granted we had read the source material we're all the way caught up through what's out currently from um the author the tatsuki fujimoto but uh it just there was like there were good scenes of like you know good fight scenes in chainsaw man but i thought overall there was the the sheer amount and and the sheer intensity of the scene the fight scenes in Bleach just surpassed Chainsaw Man. That's fair enough. Yeah, I like your pick. I mean, I I love Bleach as my number two show. So yeah. Um, best slice of life, for me, it was hands down Bochi the Rock. It was never gonna be anything else. Yep. Like it it really was. For me, I mine's I gonna have a slight explanation because people will be like, "What the fuck? You didn't even talk about it earlier in your favorites." Uh, my best slice of life is Akabi Sailor Uniform. The everything from the way it was drawn to the characters to the setting to just every single episode was laid back. It was some school event or some friends trip to the mall. Like it was the epitome of a slice of life. Like it, it was the most relaxed, casual, soothing type of anime you'd want to watch in a slice of life. Just go give it a watch. And yeah. please don't get turned like turned away by the one of the first scenes, which is a girl clipping her toenails on her desk, okay? And people clip that shit all the time and put it on. They're like, ew, is this the foot-sniffing anime? I'm like, no, it's much more than that. There's so much depth to it. The characters are great. The the environment, the world, like everything about it is just fantastic. So yeah, it's 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 a wonderful if you're having a rough week and you just want a show where you can just lay in bed covered up with a nice hot piping cup of tea, watch Akavi Sailor Uniform, because that's just what the doctor is gonna order for you to just relax and, and recoup. I'll be watching it with a cup of coffee instead of tea, but I'll be watching it soon for sure. Um, moving on, best isekai. This is technically an isekai. I it is, watched, in fact, an isekai. I have not watched yours, but mine is technically an isekai, your boy Kong Ming. I've said it once. I've said it again. This show is an absolute fucking delight. If you have not watched it, it's on High Dive. I implore you. There's enough on High Dive to go get a membership. Please do. It's great. It's yeah. so great. Mine is Uncle from Another World. It's it, it had a weird instance where they had to postpone episodes and they're restarting it again. So I'm not all the way caught up through what's out. I've watched through the first seven episodes when they were originally airing last season and absolutely loved it. It is the like anti isekai, uh, still an isekai technically. So it's think of like Konosuba, but less on the humor side and more on just the really goofy side. Uh, thought it was wonderful. The comedy that it is in it is on the nose. It's fantastic. Uh, the art style is a little weird, but I actually like it in terms of like just the overall vibe of the show. But yeah, no, Uncle from Another World, definitely a must watch if you if you're into the anti isekai quote unquote genre of isekais. 
very self-aware. Yeah. But um, you and I, we both have the same answer for best new anime. Best new anime is definitely going to Spy Family. Spy X family. family, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as Tyler said earlier in his explanation for why it was his, I think, uh, one of his favorite shows for spring, it is that show now that you could just recommend to a friend and be like, hey, if you want to get into anime, this is probably the easiest because it has a little bit of everything in it for everyone. So there's something you can latch on to to enjoy. And we both agree on that. I, I think yep. that this is the best new anime of the year. Yep. Um, but moving on to Sleeper of the Year. This is where we've talked about them briefly, but let's get yeah. a little bit more into it before we finish off. Uh, and a quick sleeper. explanation: it doesn't sleeper doesn't mean like you, you like you want to sleep on it. it. It means like the underdog or the unseen black this sheep is like of the, the season. This is the show that nobody really talked about. This, people watched it, but nobody really discussed. For yeah. me, it was Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. The show every weekend, week out was an absolute delight to watch it was a great like i wouldn't say it was a great slice of life it was a very good slice of life there was a little character progression but just the day-to-day scenarios that they find themselves in between being a yakuza and having to babysit it was a delight to watch from from start to finish i really enjoyed it i and i think a lot of people slept on it yeah mine's diamond i've talked about it before but uh just in terms of in terms of an anime kind of showing off one thing and then feigning and and faking you out and going a completely different direction with everything, but in the most fantastic way possible, this show does that. You go into it, you're thinking, oh, it's just about a candy shop. It's going to be a nice, like, you know, wholesome slice of life, nothing too special. It goes way beyond that. It dives deep into family issues. It dives deep into character development. It dives deep to, like, a whole bunch of social issues as well. Like, they, they talk about cross-dressing they talk about you know being a single mom and traveling they talk about a whole bunch of stuff that like is not very common in anime let alone a slice of life too because you're like slice of life supposed to be happy and joyful and ha 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 it's like no this one's intense and they do a wonderful job tying in all these just really tough issues into every single episode and making it feel so well thought out and so cohesive Every, like I said before, every episode is a joy to watch. They all have different they all have different messages. The characters are so integral to every single piece of the story, and there's many of them. Just give it a watch. It's it's one of the best slice of lives to come out in a in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, next up, we both have the same answer for this one. Most disappointing and overrated show. It is Attack on Titan season four part two. Now, you may be wondering, why do we have Attack on Titan here? Neither of us really enjoyed Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2. Neither of us really enjoyed Season 4 Part 1, to be to be completely honest. I think the first half of Part 1 was really solid. Yeah. And then it just fucking fell off the rails because it's like, here's three political parties. Each political party has a sub-party, and they have their own agendas. And remember all these characters from Season 1 that you haven't seen since Season 1? Cool. Here they all are again in season four, part one, and part two. You should give a shit about them. I don't give a shit about any of them. I really don't at this point. I really only care about the main cast of characters. And they just drew this out so fucking long. And it didn't end. And there there were like maybe three or three, maybe four actually enjoyable episodes of this season. Yep. Which I think the the main reveal of Aaron's plan, 
and him time traveling type thing was those two episodes were absolutely amazing. Yes. And I think the, one of the later episodes where they're trying to steal the ship was pretty damn good. But like mm-hmm. everything else was just like this really isn't great. Like yeah, they're you're you know having a battle in the middle of the city again for what reason? Oh, because we want to assassinate this guy, but we're not going to assassinate them, but we are going to like it's just it got so convoluted, so overly confusing that like in the fact that you're going to take over a year like a year to over a year break in between parts it's like why should i care about this anymore yeah so for me this was the big this was the big overrated most disappointing season by far yep and as many of you who have listened know i'm i'm not the biggest fan of attack on titan i enjoy the first season second season fell off originally frank got me back into it being like it's it's really good so i was like all right uh third season was fun i would say uh, and then, yeah, the fourth season has been such a letdown. Again, I, it is one of those shows where I really do want to see the ending. I want it to be good because uh, I have invested time in it. And I know it can be good. Like watching the first season, I thought it was one of the best anime I had ever watched. I could not wait for the second season. Second season was a slow chug that was a bit boring at times. And I was like, I just can't do it. Third season was really interesting. New elements, new characters, new backstory. That was great. And then fourth season, they just kept throwing weird different new shit in it and i'm like man you're four seasons in i i shouldn't have to learn about new people and and new conflicts and like uh, nothing just show me the titans like get to that part that's the that's your bread and butter i don't care about these war factions that are going on left and right but my biggest gripe about the four the season four part two is that it was led up to be the uh, the final season this is the end everything's going to conclude we're going to get to it and you and I, Frank and I have not read the source material for this, okay? We have friends that have, so they're well, kind of like, they're like And from what biting. I've told, there's literally eight chapters left. Yeah. Which is like, there's not, not a lot. There's not much left. That's and less than a volume. They're also a little bit on edge about how everything's going to end, but that's that's for them to worry about. Frank and I are only anime. My biggest issue was by the fifth, sixth episode, we both looked at each other and went, this shit's not ending. There's no way. They're going to go down like, the Demon Slayer route and release a movie for the ending. And then they didn't yeah. even do that. No, they were like whole new season. But you could, if you're an anime only watcher and, or anime only person and, and by the halfway through the season, you're going, oh, no, there's, there's going to be another season. There's no way this shit's wrapping up. That's poor pacing. I don't need to watch them go out and have a campfire and eat around, like, eat food in the woods for the third time. Okay. I saw them eat pie in the city. That was whatever. That's pretty right. I, neat. I, I don't need to watch them go on a camping trip, okay? I don't need to watch them go and, and spend a whole episode and a half formulating a plan and then not even executing it well. Like, there was so much just stretching throughout the season, elongating scenes, making things feel like it's meaningful and, and there's a purpose to it when there really isn't, that it just became so frustrating that you, you just, at this point, I'm like, just end it. Please just end it. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. Just end it because it has to finish. It's like the, they say in that one rejected cartoon video from YouTube, for the love of God and all that is good, my anus is bleeding. <laughs> exactly. Just like, end just... the fucking misery, please, at this point. The season four has tainted almost all of this show for me. It and really it's... sucks. Like I love, season three is one of my favorite seasons of TV, period. And season four has just been horrible for me. Yeah. 
It, yeah. And, you know, there you can say, oh, but this and that. It's like, that's fine. That's your opinion. That's how you feel about it. This is how we feel about it. And it, it's not just like, oh, we're discussing it and we're giving, you know, we're feeding into each other's feelings. We literally had the same things to say about it before we even said it. Yep. So that is why it is on our most disappointing and overrated show of the year. That is why it was not in our top show of winter 2022. And yes. So, but it does not have the distinct pleasure of being the worst of the worst of the worst show of the year, which your choice surprised me a little bit. Mine is Tomodachi game. Now, you may be thinking, Tomodachi Game, that was that really awesome death game that everybody was talking about that said was really good. False. There's no fucking dying whatsoever about this game. This this fucking show was Only is a died literal... Only my soul when I watched it. It is... The show was literally the epitome of sunk cost fallacy. I was so in on this show of how bad it was that I couldn't look away. It was one train wreck... After another nuclear bomb, after another fucking just, I don't even know what other tragedy, fucking whale hunting. Like, it was so fucking bad. The pacing was awful. The characters were awful. I didn't care about a single fucking one of them. This show was absolute dog doo-doo. And there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh my god, this show was great. I, Please, by all means, I don't want to yuck your yum. Tell me something great about it, and I will refute it. Uh, like I don't want to, I don't want to refute it. I just don't understand how this show is good because it really is not a good show. This show was absolute dog doo doo from the writing, the characters, everything about it was just terrible, and it gets my blood boiling every time I think about it. And you like, know it's it going to get a se second season. It's oh, I know. There's so know. much source material. There's going to be a I'm second. Not, I'm not and probably watch a third. Maybe even a fourth. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Like this show. It, oh, it's a death game. There's no fucking death. So the only stakes are, oh, you're going to be in debt more. Good for you. Oh, you're in debt. Oh, your daddy hates yeah. you. Cool. My my one piece of my yeah, my one little anywho. piece on this was is that, uh, like I suggested one thing and I'm like, oh shit, that actually would make it infinitely better. And I don't like again, I'm not a writer, I'm not a creator of any kind. But if I can come up with an idea and be like, huh, yeah, and then share it with people and then be like, huh, yeah, that'd be good. You know, there's something wrong with the show. Or like someone, yeah, like someone who just goes instead of it being kids. And, and just randomly like, oh, we lost our money for our school field trip. Have it be like, no, your parents fucked you over. Your dad's held, like knee deep in the Yakuza and just like like flooded with debt. Your mom ran off and spent all of your life savings to go find a dude in America. Like that's why you're here. Not, oh, someone stole our field trip money and now we're in this. And somebody this signed death. us all up for this death game where we Ooh. will just be more in debt if we lose. Yeah, as a teenager. And I'm like, it, yeah, again, debt is different in most other countries than America. And America, like, everyone and everything is in debt. Like, my fucking couch is probably in debt. But, like, classic. It, yeah, it just, it was not good. Mine, on the other hand, uh, yep. is The Devil is a Part-Timer because, good God, was that shit painful. Not only was the animation one of the worst I've ever seen, like it, there were so many scenes where I was watching it, paused, rewound, slowed down and paused and saw a number, a like a, a, so many just animation, f just faults. 
like eyes shooting off in different areas, mouths all contorted, faces just fucked up. Like everything about this show was gross to watch, like look at. Not to mention the fact that it was it's been what seven years or something since the first season came out of Bell is a part timer, which the first season fun, lots and lots of fun, wonderful. Go give it a watch. Second season, don't touch with a 10 foot pole. The unfortunate thing though is that they're making a third season now too, and it's a continuation, and it's just gonna be just cross our fingers, it's better. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, it's just it's I'm gonna use Bleach as an analogy here because I think Bleach is doing the, the, the best job out of any anime. Uh, in a long time that's been doing it because the 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 time period between the last episode of bleach from the original arc like the original series and then now the Blo- thousand year blood war arc is is a number of years i don't know off the top of my head but it's a pretty good amount of years what they're doing in this season is they're tying in all the new stuff they're introducing to the old things they're showing clips they're like making you be like yeah refresh your memory you remember this happening you're like oh yeah i do remember that happening you're like oh shit i forgot about this person they're doing a great job and it's not being shoved down your throat and it's not it's not done in like a really callous way either it is thoughtful and meaningful and it has a purpose to the thousand year blood war arc as well like they do a really good job of seamlessly working in all those like here remember remember into Simba, the star remember yep. <laughs> basically <laughs> devil is a part-timer is just like hey how's all this new shit and these new people and you don't know what the fuck's happening boy now oh take boy. care of a baby yeah it's, it's it's honestly like the first season never happened like i i was so so disappointed at how awful this season was and i just i i i don't know i don't have anything else to say other than i pray to the to the almighty gods goddesses whatever above below and around us to just please for make season three somewhat watchable bearable like it just anything better than this would be perfect fair enough just please fair enough let's move on to something a little bit slightly more tolerable yeah most, most anticipated show of 2023 this could be announced unannounced well hopefully announced I mean, by yeah. this point <laughs> um, I mean, you, fall is still probably a mystery. Summer is a bit of a mystery, but winter and spring is like you know that's happening. Right. Um, God, there I have so many honorable mentions, but yeah, there's my, there's too many to list. I know, but my my number one show that I'm most looking forward to is Jobless Reincarnation season two. Yeah, hands down, I am looking forward to that. I've read. I'm mostly caught up. I think uh, for what's out scan-wise in English for the manga, not light novel, I know there's a lot more for the light novel. Um, For what's out for the scans in English, I'm pretty much caught up. I might be in a a chapter or two behind. I know what's going to happen for part of season two, and it's phenomenal. It's, It's a very, it's a much slower pace. It's a much slower show but they really work on the characters in season two. And I cannot wait to see all that happen. Which, and they deal with a, a a subject matter that's rarely dealt with in anime. The, nothing that I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I'm very much so looking forward to jobless reincarnation uh, season two. My one honorable mention, if I had to give one Oshinoko, I've talked up this manga a lot. It's the same writer as Kaguya-sama, um, Aka Akasaka. Oshinoko has been a delight to read. 
it's very fucking weird at the beginning but once it gets past that like once you get into the story you're like yes this is great i understand why this is a good show this is let's go for the ride it's a much more serious show but it is it is a very good one so that would be my honorable mention yeah mine has to be jujutsu kaisen season two um i'm a weirdo too and i i have not read all the way through it yet um so i'm going into this blind but i thought jujutsu kaisen season one was superb it was one of the the best in terms of action i love the characters i love the overall like storyline too i thought the villains were a lot of fun as well i cannot wait for season two i think that's going to be a blast i know a lot of people are dreading it my wife included because they've read it and they know what's upcoming so i'm just going in like a happy little lamb not a care in the world and uh just gonna enjoy myself my honorable mention (laughs) basically just frolicking in in the field while everyone's just screaming don't go that way change your back it's all fire (laughs) uh i'm gonna give two honorable mentions though because i've i've read these at least uh one would be uh Kubo's uh, Won't Let Me Be Invisible. I think that's going to be wonderful. I love that the manga. The, that starts on the 10th, which is a week from today. Yep, and I cannot wait because it's going to be great. The other one, probably less known, but I think it's going to be fantastic as well, is The Dangers in My Heart. Um, again, one of those weird slice of life. A uh, little bit more weird because the main character basically wants to like kill at the beginning the love interest. Uh, but as the title suggests, there's a danger in his heart. Uh, and it evolves into something great. So um, cannot wait to see that out. Uh, and I highly suggest go reading those as well. I thought for sure you were going to say Galaxy Next Door. Cause that uh, that's one I have. I have not started reading that one. That one's on my oh, list. Oh, I've read it. It's a delight. It's I've... like, that's one of those. It's it's That would be my, my other honorable mention is a Galaxy Next Door. It comes out in spring, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um it's it's a delight in the sense that uh, my dress up darling was a delight. It's very wholesome. It's not unlike my dress up darling. It's not very lewd at all. Um, it's just a very wholesome non drama slice of life that really works on its characters and the world it's living in. I I absolutely think it's going to be a delight of a slice of life coming out this year. But a lot of a lot of good slice of life coming out. That's for sure. But that's neither here nor there. What has happened in the past, though is our anime of the year. Ooh. Ooh. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? We are already over time, so we may as yeah. well just draw this out. Fuck yeah, it. that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go first, because I, I I, think you, yours is the right pick, but mine is the pick that I just went with, uh, like my gut pick. Yeah. Um, and my gut pick is Chainsaw Man. Again, we both read it. We both knew what was going to happen. It was just... And we both it enjoyed it. It was so... Oh, yes, thoroughly. It, it was just one of those things where you, you could not imagine how well it was going to be translated onto the screen. Like, it, it, for any of you who have read Chainsaw Man or Tatsuki Fujimoto's other works, you know he has a very interesting and unique art style. It's very detailed. Personality. <laughs> and, yeah, personality. It, it, it's very detailed. Like, it, it's... It, it's interesting in the sense that it's not what you characterize as like being traditional manga style art um it's it's incredibly unique and you would think it'd be kind of hard to translate over into the anime wrong they did it in an immaculate fashion uh huge props to mappa for all the work that they put into this because the characters had a 
everything from their voice to their personality to even like how they dressed and walked. It was so akin to how it was like reading the manga. Because as you read a manga, you kind of make up all your different like voices for the characters and you kind of make up like a you kind of build their personalities as you read and learn more about them. And seeing it translated into the anime and almost being, at least for me personally, like a one to one, I was like, oh, my gosh, they captured it exactly how I interpret it, like reading it. You know, that goes to the MAPPA team and uh, their work with like them working with Tatsuki as well to create this masterpiece i thought animation pacing storyline music even like you know all the the different endings the opening itself is just everyone's making tiktoks and instagram reels left and right copying the different things from the the intro like everything about this was incredible top to bottom and the way that they again for the manga readers out there the way that they left off the final episode was such a it, it wasn't even a tease so much as it was just like the like sign of oh fuck <laughs> it's like <laughs> right? oh no <laughs> right oh, and, i and can't do this yes it, this is not spoiling anything for for all of you who have not read the manga so do not worry i'm not i will definitely not do that um i have spoken loud out on social media because people were ruining the show like after the first episode for, oh, for non yeah. manga readers. I had a friend that's like was on TikTok and they just saw every fucking oh, yeah. panel of a character's death and they're like, Why? And I was like, Did you did was this included? And they're like, Yeah, I was like, Was this included? They're like, Yeah, I was like, Was this included? <sighs> they're like, Yes. It was literally everything. I was like, Oh fuck, oh, I'm so God. sorry. Yeah. I'm no, if, literally so sorry. Those people should be tried for uh their world crimes like crimes against humanity like that's it's awful so i will never ever ever do that to any of you i will say though that they the how they the entire first season of chainsaw man played out was exactly how i wanted it to which is you have your action you have your characters you're starting to build on everything you're starting to develop the the um devil hunter agency all the different relationships between the characters and there's this weird sense of false hope at the very end because there's a lot of there there was a lot of things that happened throughout the first season, right? And you're like, oh, good, okay. There's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Thank God, it's ending happy. But there's the you, even if you're just watching the anime, there you have this really kind of tingling sensation in the back of your head, like something feels off. And as a manga reader, you know something feels off. So. If you've listened to this podcast, you know, but if you have not, um, when before Spy Family Part 2 came out, I said one word that I was looking forward to in Part 2, and that was tennis. And now you know. Yeah, now you know. It's tennis. There is a word. There is a singular word that I want to say about Season 2 of Chainsaw can I, Man. Can I guess what it is? Oh, I know you know what it is. Say I it. don't think so. I'm going to say something weird that I, that I think... I know you'll understand it, but I don't think this is going to be your word, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say tongue. No, it's not it. Okay. Mine, but you know what I mean, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, the word the, the word that I am looking for that I just, I will say it will not ruin anything. It will not spoil anything. The word is Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait for part two. Um, I think that, so at the beginning, or not in the beginning, 
legit midway through this season, I was like, you know what? Come Crunchyroll Awards, I know Chainsaw Man will be the quote-unquote best show of the year. Because honestly, the the story-wise, it is great. The What they set up for part two or season two was absolutely amazing. They set a foundation. They just took the animation to an above and beyond level. The music in it for the, from the openings and endings were fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. This was bar none an incredible show. But for me... Anime of the year was Bochi the Rock. I was so happily, like, happily surprised and so fucking giddy about this show week to week. While I knew what I was going to get with Chainsaw Man, and I absolutely enjoyed the ever-living shit out of Chainsaw Man, and I do still agree with the sentiment that Chainsaw Man is the best show of the year. My absolute favorite show, though, was Bochi the Rock. For... All the reasons that I said before, from the music, the character development, the character personalities, the character interactions, the world that they're in, everything about it was amazing. All the fucking interactions that Bochi has in her mind with herself, I've done to myself personally. Just like, like I come out as a like a character. I am literally very much like, I very much. No, I'm trying to think of the word, and I can't think of the word. I can see myself a lot as the character Kita. Kita is a very outgoing person, but they struggle internally with social anxiety. They don't show it. They have a very good coping mechanism with it, and they are very much a people pleaser. They want to make sure that they are doing all that they can to make sure that the people around them are happy with them. I am very much so like that. This show is just something that you can latch on to. There is a character, there is a moment, there is a thing. There's something about the show that you can latch on to, whether it be like just all of that. To me, it was all of that, but I think the defining moment came, I think, episode seven. I'm going to look it up real quick because it is really like that I don't, fucking... I don't, I'm wondering, trying to rack my brain what scene or thing you're referring to. I've told you about the scene. I showed you the scene, even though you hadn't seen it. It was literally two seconds long. It is two seconds long from episode eight. It is they are mid-concert with, like, during a typhoon with maybe seven people in the whole concert venue. And there are two girls that are just there front and center just nodding their head as they are playing their song. I have been that goddamn fucking person. And I felt so seen during that scene. I was just like, holy shit. They've nailed it. Not just from the music aspect. Not just from the social aspect. Not from the personality aspect. They nailed it with just the fucking throwaway characters too. Being at a concert, loving the music that you love, and just bobbing your goddamn head to the beat. Just enjoying where you're at. This show was something so fucking magical. I don't know why it worked. It just fucking did. And I, I, it's been in my brain ever since episode one. I have not, there's not been a day that has gone by that I have not just not thought about the show. I've rewatched the show probably th- close to three times at this point. This show is something fucking magical. I absolutely love it. I implore you to go watch it if you have not seen it. Go for the love of God, watch it. For somehow, some reason, if you if you if you're really 
deep into the anime community and you're really deep into anime, you know what my anime list is. You know that it is very, very difficult to get a 9.0 or above on my anime list. As of, let's see here. Let's see if it's still there. As of yesterday, it was at a 9.0 and it is still sitting at a 9.0, which is the ranked number 13 of all the anime and all the anime movies that are out there. There's a reason why this show is so good. Just, I implore you to watch it if you have not watched it. There's something in there that you will enjoy. I guarantee it. And if you don't, you're fucking... Yell at Frank online. Oh, Yes, yell at me online. Sure. But um, that's it for our show today. That's it for our awards. We will be back next year with more awards. However... We will be back next week with a brand new episode. If you want to keep the fun going, head over to our Twitter where you can find all our social media links, including a link to our Discord. But until next time, spark triumph. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.